Welcome to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? With your host, Louisa Barton. I want to be a famous rider. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Truth is, I help horses with people problems. Now here's the Brit with the bit, Louisa Barton! Yeah, baby! (laughs) Welcome to the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm your host, Louisa Barton, in studio with me, co-host on Top Equestrian, Paulette Stout. And uh, we've got a great show lined up for you. We're going to be talking to Dr. Adam Kayot in a little while about some of the difficulties for veterinarians uh, trying to handle how they do things and manage things uh, with their patients and clients at the barn on visits during this COVID-19 pandemic Mm -hmm. that we've been dealing with. We're also going to have Lauren Schwepp here. She is going to be talking a little bit about what the equine industry is dealing with uh, through the pandemic. Um, We're also going to be talking to top dressage rider Alex Dominguez or Alexandra Dominguez and uh, we're going to be closing out the show then for the day but we hope everybody's doing really well I just want to say a couple of thank yous Um, one is to Brian Cox from New Millennium Realty allfarmsmatter.com hi Brian I hope you're watching isn't it his mom made this for me isn't that great (laughs) I love it thank you I think everybody in the horse capital of the world should have one and also a shout out to Mike Parker, who at difficult times, um, sometimes a good margarita helps. And, and some um, chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I just want to say thank you for my chocolates that came today. Um, I've been really enjoying those. So thank you so much. So uh, let's start off with uh, a little bit of news. Oh, not, you know what? Let me just actually regress back to allfarmsmatter.com. I don't know if a lot of people know or don't know that I'm a farm realtor. Uh, and that my license is listed with New Millennium Realty and that Brian Cox is actually the presenting sponsor of the Chamber and Economic Partnerships Equine Initiative here and has been for almost four years and has also been a sponsor of the Horse Talk Show for a little bit longer than that. So thank you for your support, Brian, for everything you and your family do for the community. And if you want to find a farm in the horse capital of the world, you should go to All Farms Matter. Dot com and um, Brian or myself will be able to help you find the perfect farm here in the horse capital. Jumping to the news, following the cancellation of key qualifying competitions due to that COVID-19 again, the U.S. Equestrian Federation Board of Directors has approved a resolution to cancel the 2020 Adequin North American Youth Championships for eventing, uh, which was actually scheduled for July 23rd and 26th at Rebecca Farm, uh, in Montana, so unfortunately, yet another, um, uh, you know, cancellation. We're seeing so much of that, uh, especially in the in the horse world. Additionally, the 2020 Adequate FEI North American Youth Championships for dressage and jumping are still scheduled to take place as planned in Michigan, August 4th to 9th. Hopefully, by then, we're moving out of all of this. Um, it's certainly a loss, and um, sad to see this happen but the safety and welfare of the athletes and their horses is a top priority. HITS, or Horse Shows in the Sun, as they're known, Chicago Horse Shows, are moving from Balmoral Park in Crete, Illinois, to Lamplight Equestrian Center in Wayne, Illinois, starting with show dates later this year. Competitions at the Balmoral Park location started in 2017. Tom Strizieri, president of CEO 
of HITS is confident that the horse business going forward will be just as successful. Lamplight is uh, a favorite for horsemen and he's anxious to get started. Uh, he said, although the world is suffering, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Horse sport will be back and HITS will be ready as it's always been. HITS goal is to offer exhibitors the best product and the best experience possible. And uh, they know they'll still do that at Lamplight. And we're certainly looking forward to... Was that to, one of uh, shows he sold? I thought he sold all the other No, ones. he sold um, California and Arizona. So how many does he early. have? I don't Two or know. three? A lot. Yeah. <laughs> as long as he still has Ocala and that's where he's concentrating. Yeah. Um, but moving that to Lamplight is obviously always just for, um, for better. Mm -hmm. Everything is always mm -hmm. for better as mm -hmm. they continue to grow. Um, sadly, New York Yankees co-owner Hank Steinbrenner, whose family has been involved in the thoroughbred racing and breeding world for a long time, died on April 14th in Clearwater here in Florida from a long-standing health issue, his team announced. He was 63. Um, Steinbrenner, who was in his 13th season as general partner in the ball club, was the eldest son of the late former Yankees principal owner George Steinbrenner III. The eldest Steinbrenner became involved in thoroughbreds after purchasing land here in Ocala in 1969, forming Kinsman Farm. Uh, Jessica Steinbrenner, Hank's sister, is president of Kinsman Farm. They've been very, very successful uh, with their horses. They've had uh, great success both in breeding and in racing. Steinbrenner served on boards of the Yes Network and Gold Shield Foundation, was involved in a number of nonprofit causes and children's charities in New York and here in Tampa Bay, Florida. Lots of uh, prayers and condolences uh, to the family, to everybody connected there. Uh, Chester Thomas, who likes selecting horses at public auction for his allied racing stable, uh, has a lot of help from his bloodstock agent, Josh Stevens, who assists with initial inspections and compiles a short list of potential purchases. The list is scrutinized by trainer Brett Calhoun before the owner enters the bidding fray. Thomas was actually veered from his usual choice when he acquired Mr. Big News, who is his latest stable star. He won the April 11th Oaklawn Stakes by half a length over a very sloppy track at Oaklawn Park. Lighting up the board at 46 to 1. Wish I'd placed a bet yeah, on that one. <laughs> <laughs> the victory secured the cold and automatic start in Oaklawn's May 2nd closing day Arkansas Derby. Uh, his connections are not inclined to run him back that soon and are looking for other opportunities which could result in a start in the Kentucky Derby which has been moved of course to September 5th this year due to the pandemic. That's going to be so strange. It's going to be a weird one. <laughs> I'm just hoping it gives me more time to get addressed, match my nice two fascinators. Um, I, have, I, have. I put a whole bunch of hats on my phone that I'm going to be making. Yes. I'm making hats this You week. should make these, too. Uh, I'm going to have that. It hooks onto the hat. <laughs> there you go. OBS has rescheduled its 2020 spring and June sales of two-year-olds in training in response also to the pandemic. Um, as they continue to deal with the current circumstances, OBS Director of Sales uh, said that they're going to balance social responsibility while also providing the best opportunity for consigners to market their horses and give buyers the best place to obtain them. Uh, the spring sale of two-year-olds has been moved to a Tuesday through Friday, June 9th to 12th, with the under-tax show set for Sunday through Saturday, May 31st through June 6th. Um, 
each session will start at 7.30 in the morning, nice and early, because it's a little bit hot here in June. Um, and they may indeed uh, consider adding a two-year-old in training session in the October yearling sale, presently scheduled for October 6th through the 9th. You can check that all out at obssales.com. We're actually at the end of the news segment already. We're going to be coming back in just a few minutes with Dr. Adam Kayot from Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. We're going to be talking to him on the phone a little bit about social distancing and the difficulties that the COVID-19 pandemic uh, puts in front of our veterinarians as they continue to try to take care of our horses. We'll be back in just a few minutes on the Horse Talk Show. Stay with us. This show is presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital, one of the top equine hospitals in the USA with services including ambulatory, surgery, sports medicine, reproduction, and with doctors on call 24 hours a day. Check them out now at petersonsmith.com. The opinions of the hosts and guests on the Horse Talk Show are not necessarily that of Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Our Facebook broadcast sponsor is Larson Farms. The Larson Farms mission is simple, to be the leader in quality and value. Richard, owner of Larson Farms, is committed to a positive attitude, integrity, dedication, quality and teamwork. Larson Farms is committed to being your supplier of Idaho's finest alfalfa, a complete line of mixed and grass hay. Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. This show is brought to you in part by New Millennium Realty. Owner and broker Brian Cox loves this community and wants to help you find your place in the horse capital of the world. Like them on Facebook or find them at allfarmsmatter.com. New Millennium Realty, the future of real estate. This show is brought to you in part by Tack Shack of Ocala, the horse lover's candy store proudly offering customer halters, race tack, whips, blinkers, belts, dog collars and more. Tack Shack of Ocala, one-stop shopping for all your horse needs. This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. This show is sponsored in part by All In Removal. Like jockey and horse, shavings delivery and manure removal go together naturally and are the green natural solution too. All In Removal offers a great way to save you money combining the two services of quality pine shavings delivery and manure container rental and removal. Great service, great quality and the green choice too. Like All In Removal on Facebook now or go to allinremoval.com for more information. This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers the largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. 
Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio with me, co-host equestrian Paulette Stout. And joining us by phone so he can successfully social distance himself from us, I have Dr. Adam Kayot from Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Hi, Dr. Kayot. Welcome back to the show. Good evening. Thank you. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, tell us a little bit about some of the experiences that you're having as a veterinarian who's uh, generally ambulatory on the road, dealing with um, both sort of standard calls as well as emergencies, and some of the things that you know you're coming across having to deal with during the this COVID nineteen pandemic. Well, I, I will I will say the most the most different thing is is um you know not being able to greet people and shake people's hands and you know interact in um you know what we typically consider a friendly you know manner you know it's so it, it it's very it's very awkward um you know and you, and you catch yourself going to shake somebody's hand and then you're like oh wait yeah, I got you. Yeah. sort of thing you know <laughs> um um so that makes it that makes it kind of strange and you know i mean obviously everybody's understanding and and certainly on on you know my my uh, uh new clients that i would happen to pick up um that i've never met before of course you you want to have that sort of greeting so that that is um that's not proper right now so you know that that makes it somewhat awkward and yes. <laughs> you know as far as as far as um I, I i as far as dealing with with the with the social distancing and that sort of thing i'm still i'm still logging calls i'm still seeing emergencies um i'm trying to be smart and um I certainly, I certainly try to keep my, <laughs> I, I, I certainly try to try to keep my distance, you know, mm -hmm. from people when I'm talking to them. I'm very aware of like how close I'm standing to people, and 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 you know, and and some clients are are very. It's interesting because I see a bunch of different people, um, and it's kind of interesting uh, their perspective. Like some people are very. Uh, diligent they'll be in even you know when I come out they'll be a mask have gloves on the whole thing some people want to be like you know they don't seem to really care about the whole thing so it's kind of interesting um, but mo for the most part people are people are very aware and um, I'm certainly trying to be aware and and uh, you know I I wash my hands all the time. Like after every call, I'll, I'll get in my truck and I'll either use hand sanitizer or, or I'll use soap that I have in the back of the truck. And, and, um, you know, um, that's, uh, something that, uh, probably I should probably continue with even after this is all over with. But, um, it's, uh, it, it's certainly, it's certainly added an element that, um, is, is different is um I, i'm not used to and there of course there's a lot of us that aren't used to it so um you know it's it's just made it 
challenging. Um, it's hard to be, be yourself, isn't it? Absolutely. Yes, yes it is. It's I find hard. it very hard because I'm very social and very friendly and I'm a hugger. You know, I see Paulette right. once a week for the show and right. I usually give right. her a big hug. And, and she doesn't do right. that anymore. And I and don't really do that anymore. <laughs> but you know yeah. what else? You, you know how people are doing the elbow bump? Yeah. Well, you're supposed to sneeze into your elbows. Yeah. How does that yeah. Yeah. Very good point. <laughs> yeah, I haven't even been elbow bumping anybody. No, I don't yeah. think so. Yeah. It's not a very good yeah. idea. Do you yeah. think that because veterinarians are so well-versed anyway on biosecurity for many, for a variety of reasons, that that's probably very helpful, that you're you're educated in that way anyway, right? <laughs> that, that absolutely. I mean, it's interesting because never never did I think that I would carry my, my learning of sterile technique that I learned in vet school so many years ago into my everyday life. But that's basically what you're trying to do. I mean, mm -hmm. like, like when I go, for example, pump gas, right? I drive a lot. I'm at the gas pump a lot. And so I will get out a glove and I'll have my dirty hand, which will actually be my gloved hand. So my gloved hand is what's touching the what's touching the uh, gas pump and the you know mm -hmm. you know putting in my credit card information and all that stuff. And then I have my quote unquote clean hand, which is ungloved. So that's what I use to touch my truck. So <laughs> I'm not touching my truck with something that you know mm -hmm. was, that's been touched by how many people during the day. You right. know. So when I when I get done pumping gas, for example, I'll take my glove off, throw it away, and now I'm now I'm clean theoretically, or right. as clean as I can be. <laughs> You know, so it's just it's crazy right like it's crazy and and yes yeah, so my training has actually helped me in that because a lot of people obviously don't have that and they don't think that way right um, right just because your hands are gloved doesn't mean that you're no. staying clean i mean right. you, you just well, you, take you that hand and to touch do your something. face or whatever right you glove to do something you have to take the glove back off once you yes, do something exactly. with the glove that's you have right. to change that's the right. glove right exactly that's right yeah. that's right that's right and people don't people don't think of that so no. and, so you and, know i mean i understand everybody's trying to do their best and then and, and they're you know and, and they're they're trying to be thoughtful and considerate but certainly my training as far as a medical professional has uh, it it, it definitely helps you know it definitely helps so and if and you, you if you touch the glove to your face the yeah. main thing is don't yeah, touch and honestly, until this pandemic, I had no idea how many times a day I touch my face. Touch yeah. face yes, right, I was right. in the grocery yeah. store yesterday, and I know I touch my face like seven times. And you know what right. you just said is so true, how some people are like wrapped in cellophane and and they've mm -hmm. got two masks on and mm -hmm. they're all like covered in everything in the grocery store. Mm -hmm. And then and these other people like me, mm -hmm. You know, well, now I have a mask, thanks mm -hmm. to Brian Cox. I have one with horses on it. <laughs> if you would like one, Dr. K, I can get you one made with horses on it. Uh, right um, but I didn't have a mask, and actually I'm a bit claustrophobic, so I can't handle the N95s. Mm -hmm. Although I have like five boxes of N95s mm -hmm. at home, but I'm claustrophobic, I can't. I can't stand them. I actually have them back from the Ebola thing, and we never use them. Right. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I wanted to point this out when it came to sterilization I learned as a vet tech. 
when you're doing surgery, and um, Dr. Kayak, you could uh, verify this. If you're, if you have, if you're going to be completely sterile, you must stay facing the patient. You can't even turn around. If you turn around, then you are not sterile again. Well, Is that right? so so that now now that's it depends on if you're covered up. If you're if you have a gown on that is a sterile gown that wraps all the way around you, you can turn around. It's your hands. However, if if it's just your hands, then technically you really shouldn't. You should just stay facing. facing. You know, See, facing the, I mean, it, facing it the patient and or the surgical field, the sterile field, mm-hmm. um, because you know you don't know if you had some hair fall off your shoulder if you turn around or something like that. You know, so um, we just got the one minute sign. Uh, so I just have one more comment I want to make, and I don't know if you yeah. if you take a tech with you or not. But I would think one of the biggest difficulties would be for veterinarians who don't have a tech who work on their own, because if you've got to have somebody hold the horse and let's say you're looking at an eye or a tooth or you're going to be fairly close to that owner, you're not going to be able to help that. So I would think that would probably be one of the bigger difficulties of for veterinarians who just, you know, go on their own. That's right. Certainly, that that is true. I have a tech, um, and she's definitely helped. And I think it, it to, to me, it basically goes, you know, per the owner. Some owners are like, "Okay, I don't want to hold the horse. I don't want to be next to you. Please have your tech hold it." <laughs> Some of them are like, "Are like, that's that's fine. I mean, you know, it's not like we're coughing on each other or doing mm-hmm. anything like that." And I try to stay as reasonably as far away as I possibly can. Um, usually at this time of the year, being breeding season, I'm at the rear end of the horse and they're at the <laughs> right. front end. So that makes it, you know, that makes it a little better. That's about six foot distance. Yes, so, it is. That's so pretty that good. That works pretty good. It's but, one time um, that you're glad you're at that end. That's right. That's right. That's right. So yeah, but but yeah, it could certainly. I mean, there are some things that you know you just. You just have to be as careful as you can, and and you know if if uh, you don't have the the man support, so so to speak, then yes. you know you can only do what you can do. So Dr. K, I want I want to thank you so much for joining us again. You're always such a good sport with great information, Dr. Kayot, uh, DVM Peterson and Smith for more information. Have a great evening, Dr. Kayot, and thank you. Thank, thank thank you so much. See you, Paulette. See you, Louisa. Thanks. <laughs> We'll be back with Alexandra Dominguez on the Horse Talk Show in just a few minutes. Stay with us. This show is presented by Peterson & Smith Equine Hospital, one of the top equine hospitals in the USA with services including ambulatory, surgery, sports medicine, reproduction, and with doctors on call 24 hours a day. Check them out now at petersonsmith.com. The opinions of the hosts and guests on the Horse Talk Show are not necessarily that of Peterson & Smith Equine Hospital. This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed-formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. This show is sponsored in part by All In Removal, like jockey and horse, Shavings delivery and manure removal go together naturally and are the green natural solution too. All-in removal offers a great way to save you money combining the two services of quality pine shavings delivery and manure container rental and removal. Great service, great quality and the green choice too. 
Like All In Removal on Facebook now or go to allinremoval.com for more information. This show is brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers the largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. This show is sponsored in part by Equus Inn. When visiting the horse capital of the world, you want to stay at a hotel that reminds you of what you love about Ocala, the horses. Stay tuned to this show for announcements about the renovations to be completed fall 2019 at the Equus Inn by following them on Facebook and Instagram at Equus Inn. When you bring your taxes to Liberty Tax, we'll handle it. No matter what you throw at us, no matter what you need, no matter what. And we're so confident we'll do a great job. You'll want to bring us your friends, your family, your loved ones, your neighbors, your co-workers. You may even want to bring us everyone in the world. But please don't. We're not staffed for that. Liberty Tax. Bring it. We'll handle it. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's Finest, Alfalfa. I'm your host, Louisa Barton, in the studio with me. I have Paulette Stout, my co-host, and on the phone, uh, joining us, Effie, Pan American dressage rider, Alexandra Dominguez. She hasn't been on the show with us for quite a long time. I think it's been at least a few years. Lovely to have you back with us, Alex. Welcome. Thank you, Louisa. Tell us a little bit. Uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about how you got started. Uh, I know you've been riding for a, re a really, really long time, and uh, and and you've succeeded. You've done so well in your career. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, what got you started in horse riding. So ever since I was little, um, I've always had an interest in the horses. Um, my parents took me to this little town back in Guatemala and I absolutely f started falling in love with the horses because they used to take them around the park and that's how everything got rolling. Um, I actually started as a jumper rider and then one day I was looking at a dressage show and in Guatemala they were doing the pre-St. George test, getting ready for some games, it was the Central American games and I started memorizing the pre-St. George test, got really interested and that's how dressage started for me. What what drew so you to that? Was it just so pretty to watch? It, it was, and I mean, I just thought it was so artistic. It was just beautiful. I didn't know what the rider was doing on top of the horse, <laughs> and these horses were just sitting, collecting, turning, and then suddenly extended trunk home. You know, just, I, I loved it, and it was so perfect, and everybody was trying to get higher marks, and so I, I just wanted to start doing it, and obviously it was very difficult at the, at the beginning, and and then I started learning, and you know, ever since then I haven't I haven't stopped learning. There's a lot more to to continue to what, learn and experience. What was your first dressage horse? What breed did you use? She was a thoroughbred. There you go. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> she was my jumper. I was only ten years old, uh, turning mm -hmm. eleven. And she didn't like dressage because she was 100% a jumper, and mm -hmm. so was I at the beginning. Mm -hmm. But that's what I had, and that's how I started learning. And my first dressage score, which is 
I, I will never forget was a 47 percent. But, it, but it, it, it obviously didn't disappoint you. You just kept on going. So you were uh, more successful. But oh, no. Yeah. yeah. How far did you take the thoroughbred? Uh, well, it, at home we schooled like up to like fourth level, but I showed her up to second level uh-huh. until I transitioned to my next horse. Um, but what was funny is we took a full year after that forty-seven percent, and we came back with sixty-five. So that go. made me really happy and mm-hmm. looking forward to more. Yeah, practice makes perfect. <laughs> So where did you go from there with the thoroughbred? You went uh, on to what other breed did you go to then? What was your next breed after the thoroughbred, Alex? Did we lose her? Hey, are you still there? I don't know, maybe you're in a bad signal area. Maybe, uh, Alex, maybe move around, go back where you were when we started. (laughs) There we go. Oh, perfect. Uh, Paulette asked what breed you had after a thoroughbred. So I had another thoroughbred. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> yeah, he was a um, little 22-year-old um, thoroughbred who Aww. knew the tricks, and he's the one who taught me. Oh, that's awesome. And I love that. <laughs> yeah, we had him for 10 more years until he was 32. Really? But, oh, yeah. my yeah. God, that's wonderful, isn't it? So there you go about the thoroughbred. A lot of people do learn on thoroughbreds and quarter horses. They I really love the do. thoroughbreds. Mm-hmm. They've, uh, they've been around a long so, time. They're, they're so versatile and so wonderful. So what were some of the biggest challenges for you coming up um, and learning and, and trying to improve and, and accomplish your dreams? What were some of the big challenges that you, you came across as an up-and-coming rider? So I think for me, one of the biggest challenges was the pressure that was around um, mm-hmm. and the pressure that I put on myself because I was, I'm, I'm very ambitious. I want to do everything perfect and learning to relax and, and be able to appreciate those moments to continue to learn. I mean, that was just tough because it is a sport of perfection. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. that's... That itself, I mean, dressage is really hard and continues to be hard. But it's very taking it all in, being able to relax and keep going, even though there's a lot of failures and a lot of bumps. <laughs> I think that was like challenge, more challenging thing for me. Yeah. What kind of inspired you? Was it a particular coach or teacher? Uh, was it mentors or, or if you want to call them, you know, like people that you looked up to and admired a lot? Um, that were in the sport already? I think she might have cut out again. Yeah. The struggle yeah, The area. struggle is real when you're in the middle of a pandemic and you're trying yeah. not to have yeah. people in the studio. Well, she did say one thing about, the, about the, the toughness of it is I tell a lot of people about showing and competing, it's 90% of the time crying and 10% about getting a no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we did lose you for a minute, Alex. It's the the joys of the phone interview. We love them. But but we were talking about tears. And and I can actually remember when my daughter was showing um, in the Hunter and the Jumper, Mm. she... 
she spent a lot of time with butterflies in her stomach and knots and pressure yeah, and yeah. crying and mad yeah. at me. And yeah. I mean, I do remember those days, yeah. Megan, if you're listening in yeah. England. Um, I do remember those yeah. times, you know, and it is stressful and there is a lot of pressure, uh, you know. Uh, so, so what do you do to, to calm your nerves and to concentrate when you're doing dressage? So the best word of advice um, that I ever had was actually from my mother. She told me after one of the biggest shows I've ever done, she's like, Alex, you really need a contact-based sports psychologist. <laughs> you need somebody who's special, who does this and who's able to give you confidence and guide you in what you need. And that's how I met Dr. Jenny Sutter. Oh, wow. And my nerves have been completely changed and the way I handle it she's provided me with exercises and that I need and she gives she has given me homework and all I need to do is call her and she's there and she she's helped me a really? lot really really that's incredible and that's been and that. really and that really helps them sports psychologists yeah really yeah yeah, and, and some people that just can't handle the pressure, but everybody feels the pressure, and it would help anybody to do the sports psychology. Yes. Because yeah. you do have to ride with your mind. Yes, that's true. No matter true. what you're doing, you have to ride with your mind. And, and we're actually, we've got one minute to break, Alex, and then we're going to come back with you for another segment. But, but on that note, I have to say that, honestly, there were a lot of times when I really wished that there was something psychological that I could do for Megan that mm -hmm. would, would take It'd it all nice. away. Because she was passing her stress to the horse and you could see that. Oh, absolutely. You know, you could see that happening because mm -hmm. the horse could feel mm -hmm. her pent mm -hmm. up, you know, emotions. And so I wish I had had a tool then to give mm -hmm. her, you know, mm -hmm. to help her calm down because it, it is tough. Um, Alex, we're gonna just go to break um, just for a couple of minutes. Please stay with us on the phone and uh, we'll be right back with you on the Horse Talk Show, uh, just a short break.
This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and service hassle-free and easier than ever with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second-to-none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. <laughs> with your host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel like to be in love with a horse? Presented this hour by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy store. Now, here's your pretty, pretty Louisa Barton. You're fab. You're switched on. You're a bit of all right. Yes. <laughs> Back on the second half of the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's very finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton. In the studio with me, I have my co-host and funny friend, Paulette Stout, <laughs> top equestrian and trainer. On the phone, we've been chatting to Alexandra Dominguez, and we've been talking a little bit about dressage and, uh, and nerves and how people cope with all of that, and Paulette... Yeah. You were going to ask her one thing. One exercise that anybody could use to calm their nerves in competition or an exercise leading up to it. One exercise I would recommend is visualization. Um, you can visualize through just imagining what you're going to do. And also you can visualize by even telling yourself what you have to do through each exercise whether it's in dressage or within jump if it's jumping or mm -hmm. even in the eventing course so yeah. visualizing is what i would say mm -hmm. cool um alex this is a very strange year it's the strangest year that uh, i can remember uh with this pandemic and and all of the cancellations and concerns about safety and and keeping horses and their owners you know out of situations and we're down to like not being able to trail ride and there's lots of shows being cancelled and uh, people are really struggling with that um, one of your hopes was to qualify for the Olympic Games uh, in Tokyo um, of course that is all moved uh, till 2021 right now how is the horse show world and all the cancellations and not having the Olympics this year. How's that affected you and other people in your circles? So obviously there's um, a lot of uncertainty going on. And also there's been less people being able to go to the barns and only the essential people are allowed, which we're very fortunate that we can continue to train. However, um, not knowing when are the other competitions, some international competitions being canceled earlier this year. Right now we're just focusing on training, keeping the horses healthy and fit, and working towards other goals and other future events right now at the moment. But right now we just have to be patient and take care of each other, it's, have our distance, yes. and it's really challenging, but it is. It is. What we have it's to do in a, order to, to stay safe. Yes. Yes. It's a, it's a difficult time. I imagine that it has affected a lot of people's goals and and like bucket list and kind of what they were 
were planning on doing, but um, fortunately, like you said, I mean, I'm I'm glad that the feed yeah. and hay store is still open. Yes. You know, I'm glad that we're still yes. able to take care of our animals and and ride them and uh, and be home with them. But it is uh, it is certainly a difficult year uh, for people who have got list of things they want to accomplish mm -hmm. uh, in a certain time frame. So I know that's made it very difficult, especially people who have to qualify for you know certain things by attending certain yes. shows and events so it is it is very challenging what is the the top of your bucket list to accomplish now well what i can say is get my horse really fit in the grand prix um my up and coming mayor at tonga she finally has competed nationally and right now what i'm really aiming towards is getting her back into the international competitions and seeing where I'm at so I can continue to work from there. The All in the future. So I am training her daily. I'm also taking her out on hacks because it's important that they have mm -hmm. that mental Love that. break mm -hmm. and for me as well. And just doing what we normally would be doing at home. But obviously with we're thinking that there's no competition. Right. Right. So you're, you're maybe not a training quite as hard, but just maintaining. Is that what you So you're not peaking out too soon. I guess you're wanting to peak out when you're competition when you know you're going to be competing so you're yeah. you're riding to to be able to peak out right that's right mm -hmm. yeah it's a balance it's uh, so it's a lot harder because it's there's such an unknown to know what to do yes exactly when is it coming it's mm -hmm. a lot like when we're looking at the Dirt Kentucky Derby mm -hmm. now being in September mm -hmm. those people who are normally working on those three-year-olds to mm -hmm. be at a certain point in May and now having to rethink totally the whole strategy yeah. mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. now they, they, have, they don't want them to peak too soon mm -hmm. and they want them to, to yeah. be able to, you know, do their best in September. So it's a, a lot of balancing, you yeah. know, with, with where you're at in your training because along, you, you're not going aiming for a competition right, right now. Right. Along with that, um, Alec Alexandra, is that how you say Alexandra. it? Mm -hmm. Alexandra. Do you do anything for yourself in in a workout, or because I know when you're not training super hard with the horse, you yourself probably is not as fit. Because when we ride harder, we get fitter. When we don't ride as hard, we're not as fit. It's true. So, do, is there anything that you're doing different? So it's a really funny question. Um, what what I normally do is I love to dance. Oh well. And that's how I sort of keep myself like in a workout because it's fun and I enjoy it a lot. I used to dance before. So I do that at home. Dancing is a great help, workout. Yeah. Is it I like a it. Zumba or do you just dance dance? <laughs> <laughs> I Latin dance. Salsa, merengue. Oh, cool. <laughs> lovely. Yeah. How beautiful. Yeah, that's that's oh, awesome. I would love to see that. I've seen those acts where they do that with the horse. Yes. You know, like yeah. at Liberty and things like that. I love yeah. to watch that. I think yeah. it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, you've accomplished a heck of a lot. Um, USDF gold medalist, young dressage rider, 
um, accomplished so much. She's hardworking, passionate, dedicated. Uh, she's been riding since she was two when her father purchased the pony at Central Park. Uh, and gave her pony rides every weekend. Um, she's she's con continued to learn from international collision clinicians and, and coaches. Um, number one mentor, Alex, that you've that you've followed that that has kind of inspired you. That's the one, Ben Aaron. She's been my coach for seven years now. She continues to coach me, mentor me in every single way, competition at the barn, how to become a better horse person as well, every single way, and even even with life. <laughs> she, she's been there for me, and she's been an amazing person that I absolutely admire all around. Yeah. And in this sport, she's gone to the Olympics twice, mm -hmm. and she's an outstanding person that a lot of people love. That's incredible. So. That's amazing. Everybody needs a good mentor that... Uh, that they can follow. Alex, I want to thank you for being with us. Um, we're at the end of the second segment with Alex. I just want to tell you that Alex called me today. She was really sweet. And she says, you know, I'm around some older people and I'm really concerned. Um, they're concerned, uh, you know, about me interacting with people uh, because of the social distancing. So in the interest of safety, she said, I'd rather be on the phone uh, this time. So uh, Alex, we totally understand and can relate to that. Um, but we'll be glad when this is all over and we can have you back in the studio with us. And, um, and uh, we'll look forward to that. And stay well and safe. And if you want to find out more about Alex, Alexandra Dominguez Dressage, Dot com is her website and you can go to that and check out all of her adventures and accomplishments. Alex, thank you again for being with us on the phone. We'll look forward to having you back in person when we can. Thank you so much, Louisa, for having me and thanks for doing this. Thank this has you. Been amazing. Absolutely. Take care and we'll talk to you very soon. Uh, coming back after the break, we're going to have Lauren Schweppe with us. We're going to talk a little bit uh, about what's going on with the pandemic in the horse world, and she'll be joining us in person in just a few minutes. Stay with us on the Horse Talk Show, this part of the show presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. This show is sponsored in part by Hilton Garden Inn. Downtown Louisville, only five miles from Churchill Downs, Enjoy the two most exciting minutes in sports, plus a hearty breakfast and a mimosa, and let Hilton Garden Inn do the rest. Book for Derby 2020 now. This show is sponsored in part by Earthsong Ranch, improving and restoring health since 1998 for the health of your horses, dogs, and cats with natural probiotic-based supplements, herbal dewormers, all-natural fly sprays, joint supplements, plus Earthsong Ranch is a great resource for health information. Find Earthsong Ranch on Facebook or at earthsongranch.com. This show is brought to you in part by Summit Joint Performance, promoting a healthy, thick synovial fluid, decreasing inflammation in the joints and improving the cushioning properties of the cartilage pads. All age horses can benefit from Summit Joint Performance. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala. Experience the difference in buying. Palm makes it simple with no pressure, the best sales staff, and lots of inventory. Experience the difference at Palm Chevy in Ocala or online at palmchevrolet.com. Palm Chevy, find new roads. Our Facebook broadcast sponsor is Lawson Farms. The Lawson Farms mission is simple, to be the leader in quality and value. Richard. 
owner of Larson Farms is committed to a positive attitude, integrity, dedication, quality and teamwork. Larson Farms is committed to being your supplier of Idaho's finest alfalfa, a complete line of mixed and grass hay. Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. This show is brought to you in part by New Millennium Realty. Owner and broker Brian Cox loves this community and wants to help you find your place in the horse capital of the world. Like them on Facebook or find them at allfarmsmatter.com. New Millennium Realty, the future of real estate. This show is brought to you in part by Tack Shack of Ocala, the horse lover's candy store proudly offering customer halters, race tack, whips, blinkers, belts, dog collars and more. Tack Shack of Ocala, one-stop shopping for all your horse needs. This show is sponsored in part by All In Removal. Like jockey and horse, shavings delivery and manure removal go together naturally and are the green natural solution too. All In Removal offers a great way to save you money combining the two services of quality pine shavings delivery and manure container rental and removal. Great service, great quality, and the green choice too. Like All In Removal on Facebook now, or go to allinremoval.com for more information. This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors on West Highway 40. Stock up for summer and fly season now with fly masks, fly control and spray, vaccines, and all you need for a Florida summer. Tons of farrier supplies, healthcare, and stable supplies at TT Distributors. Like them on Facebook or online at ttdistributors.com. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and service hassle-free and easier than ever with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second-to-none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. Our Facebook broadcast sponsor is Larson Farms. The Larson Farms mission is simple to be the leader in quality and value. Richard, owner of Larson Farms, is committed to a positive attitude, integrity, dedication, quality, and teamwork. Larson Farms is committed to being your supplier of Idaho's finest alfalfa, a complete line of mixed and grass hay. Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. on the Horse Talk Show presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm your host, Louisa Barton, in the studio with my crazy co-host, Paulette Stout. <laughs> Joining <laughs> us now in person, which is fabulous, <laughs> we have uh, Lauren Schweppe. I met Lauren a few years ago at the Hilton. I believe it was a race party. Yes. Because I think we had hats on, didn't we? Uh, and, and Lauren is with us. We're going to chat to her for a couple of segments. Um, uh, she actually has an 18-acre hunter-jumper facility, Meadowood Farm. Uh, shuttered uh, its front gate a couple of weeks ago, not allowing in any new horses or new clients uh, out of the safety during this, this serious uh, COVID-19 pandemic scare that we've been experiencing uh, globally, not just here in the horse capital. I'm going to talk to Lauren a little bit uh, about her, first of all, her background. And then uh, later on, we're going to talk some about how the pandemic is affecting the equine industry. Lauren, thank you for being here with us. 
Thank you very and, much for inviting me. Braving the uh, and it is live, and so if you make a mistake, <laughs> they're going to see it the whole time. <laughs> She'll be fine. <laughs> I have to practice keeping my mouth shut. <laughs> so, as a USEF hunter jumper, uh, hunter judge rather, trainer and top equestrian, tell us a little bit about your background. Uh, well, I've been in Ocala for now probably 25 years, on and off horses the whole time. Um, work for a bunch of different people, very prominent in the business, and tried to learn as much as I could. Name one that you really like. <laughs> oh, what are <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Braswell, Christina Schlusmeyer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They've so they've they they fashioned your eye and your knowledge quite a bit. Yes. Cool. And how many horses do you have on the farm now? Oh God. Uh, <laughs> I think twenty-five-ish. Twenty-five-ish. Anytime you get over like twenty, you can't remember. Yeah, no. never can. That's I try not to count because <laughs> too many of them are mine. <laughs> no. and, I, and I don't really know how to count the minis and the donkeys. Like, I don't know if those count as, like, half or a quarter. You know what? I want a you mini know. donkey so bad oh, I, I have can't two stand of them, please. Oh, really? Please, yes. Can you spare one? Yes. Really? Yeah. A really if a cute horse one. Is oh, really? Okay, I'll pick it up. A thousand pounds for a horse, so you have to, you know, they only count for one. Whatever adds up to a thousand right? pounds. Right? So I could, so technically, like, four of them only count for one. There you go. That's how you do it. So I only have like 25. <laughs> I, have a mi I have a miniature horse, and he told me that he wants a miniature donkey. I have a female, very beautiful <gasps> miniature donkey. There you go. That's it. There that you go. Wants to not be ours anymore. There you go. Yep. Deal done, Mr. Mini. I wish you were listening. <laughs> You're about to have a girlfriend. Yeah, He's going to be so and happy. She's very pretty. Her name is Lacey. Oh. Picture. Like two oh pictures. yes, Mr. Mini and Lacey will yeah. be pals. There you go. He Very knows good. that he's littler than the other horses, and he's all the time trying to achieve and accomplish <sighs> that he isn't, and he hangs with the. I'm sitting. Oh. I'm sitting on the ground. Look at those eyes. <laughs> oh yeah, that's it. Done. Oh my God, it's a spotted one. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it's paint. That's worth a lot of money. No, she's not. She's a rescue. She's a rescue. I'm gonna rescue. She's a rescue. Oh, I, I had to get her and her brother, and cool. yeah, so it's my hobby. So I guess. <laughs> normally, are you all getting ready for a lot of competing? Normally, we're up north. Normally, I'm in Massachusetts right now. Really? Yeah, New York, and helping. I've, I work a lot with uh, Kathy Fletcher, mm -hmm. Grazing Fields, another mm -hmm. person I've learned a ton from and mm -hmm. have so much respect for. Um, but. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling for her. And that's where a lot of my closing my barn is I was following a lot of their their requirements up there because a lot of my customers are from up there and I don't want to, it's like how, I have to. How are you dealing with that, not being able to, to, to go oh. or move? How, how, what's happening? We're bored out, well, bored out of our minds, but at the same time, it's like we finally have time to sit at the farm and we're riding all the ones that are still there. Do stuff I, that you normally yes, don't get to do. Yes, mm -hmm. and I, usually it's I'm running around town trying to, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. help a lot of my customers keep their horses at home. Mm -hmm. I'm teaching, mm -hmm. teaching them or riding their mm -hmm. horses or mm -hmm. doing all, running around town. And at home I have a pro rider, Hannah Matz. She does an amazing job. She rides for me at home, so mm -hmm. she'll handle the ones at home. And then if there's a problem or if there's lessons, I'll go home and teach in the afternoon. And mm -hmm. but. Being home 24-7, I think Hannah wants to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I've heard a lot of people wanting to kill people in the last like, few weeks. It seems to be something that's just going around, whether it's, yeah. I've, seen, I've seen things of, um, mm -hmm. you know, pictures on Facebook of a woman who looks like 90 
um, you know, who's in her 30s and she's been homeschooling for two weeks. And, you know, I feel for those people with kids. Yeah, yeah. they're all the homeschooling, kids. so they're going through heck, I'm telling you. Yeah, I feel you know? for the people. And, and mm -hmm. it's, I have, I only allow one child on the property who's, she's been helping us for years. Um, she comes and works um, on the weekends and does like fills water buckets, brushes the minis, takes care of the little stuff um, because I, her family isn't very, can't really afford lessons and mm -hmm. stuff. So she wants one lesson a week. So she works all weekend long and I, I let her have the one lesson a week. So, That's so awesome. that I, I do let my, my customers like that and the boarders that have been with me for years, um, I'm still, they're, they're still allowed on the property. Um, mm -hmm. I, but again, we have Lysol everywhere. We have wipes everywhere. We have hand sanitizer. It's kind of, some people look at me and think it's, it's ridiculous, but at the same time, it's like, That's what you need to do. And I, and I think yeah. it's gonna change a lot of people on how they do things and how yeah. they look at things. And it's probably for the better. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's gonna be good come out of this. If, the, there if is. you can, there's <laughs> gonna so. gonna be good. It's so it's the only way I can say, yeah. you know. Well, and so. I, I'm kind of the weird, I'll buy in bulk. And I've always got hand sanitizer in all of the vehicles. Just you're not the one that's filing the toilet paper. No, not me. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> in bulk, I'm like, oh. <laughs> no, I usually do. And the problem is, is like we went back in probably before hits because we can't really do anything for the 10 weeks of hits. Mm -hmm. But in December, we stocked up for basically two or three months because we can't leave the property <laughs> there. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, so we were getting a little nervous, but we've been, yeah, everybody's been really good at I mean, so normally you'd be back up north. Now you'll be here for. Yeah. Well, and I would just go up north for like two, three weeks for a horse mm -hmm. show to help Kathy, mm -hmm. and then come back. But n mm -hmm. normally all the Massachusetts horses would already be gone back to Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. But those customers they can't go home. They can't mm -hmm. go home. Mm -hmm. Like they're they're like okay, we're gonna go back to where the pandemic is. Mm -hmm. versus stay mm -hmm. here, right? Where at least where at we least can, we're spread out and there's a lot yeah. less people infected mm -hmm. than. So what, what, partly because I think our lifestyle here, yeah. you know, oh, we're, so we're 350 something yeah. thousand people, yeah. but we're yeah. spread over absolutely like miles and miles and miles. We're not piled on top of each other like sardines. And yeah. I think that does help our, yeah, very much our so. case a lot. You and know? that's the only reason why I would even let people come and ride is because we have a four acre field. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, yeah. don't you think people are not, yeah. we're not that close, no matter no. what you're doing, when you're teaching or riding, you're really not that well, close. And we're not jumping. No jumping. I don't. Because, let. and that's the other thing that yeah. has changed is everybody has looked at this differently. Nobody wants to have an accident and end to up in go the, hospital. To the hospital. Well, nobody wants that anyway. But well, you're they right. Don't want now either, they really, but don't they're want really it. not yeah. doing it. They're yes. really not doing things just in case. Yeah. And so, I, I feel so terrible doing that, but it's like. What is your, again, But what is your training program now? What do you do? A lot of flat work, and we have work. a lot of rails on the ground, and it's actually been. Believe it or not, it's we should. Probably more often because our horses are a lot sounder. We're not showing them every weekend. We're not like, oh, let's go to the show. Which ones can we do in the derby this week? Oh, which ones can we do this week? Oh, the I horses are like probably loving it. We yeah. have got to go to break because I just got the sign from Tom Schmidt. Um, but we're coming right back with Lauren and we've got another segment with her that we're going to wrap up the show. So stay with us on the Horse Talk Show presented by Palm Chevrolet. We'll be right back. This show is brought to you in part by Summit Joint Performance, so, promoting um, a healthy, yeah, thick synovial fluid, decreasing inflammation in the joints and improving the cushioning properties of the cartilage pads. All age horses can benefit from Summit Joint Performance. 
This show is presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital, one of the top equine hospitals in the USA with services including ambulatory, surgery, sports medicine, reproduction, and with doctors on call 24 hours a day. Check them out now at petersonsmith.com. The opinions of the hosts and guests on the horse talk show are not necessarily that of Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala. Experience the difference in buying. Palm makes it simple with no pressure. The best sales staff and lots of inventory. Experience the difference at Palm Chevy in Ocala or online at palmchevrolet.com. Palm Chevy, buy new roads. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the Horse Talk Show for the final segment presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio with Paulette Stout, and we have Lauren Schweppe here, second uh, special guest. Uh, it's going to close out this segment with us. Uh, we've been talking a little bit about uh, proactive measures for the, uh, for the virus, for the pandemic. Um, how do you think, Lauren, the horse world looks at... And, and I know you can't speak for everybody, but how do you think the horse world looks at this pandemic? Now, we see very serious case in New York where it's a lot of loss of life. We don't really know how many, really 100 percent. We're not sure, but we know it's a lot. Um, we know it's very serious for people with pre-existing conditions, underlying health problems, people um, of a greater age. It's a big concern. My opinion Personally, I respect Hitz and Tom Struzieri and his decisions to be safe. But when I heard the one million was canceled because of the pandemic, when actually the people were already here, the activity yeah. was outdoors, I could see how maybe the VIP shouldn't be open because people would be sitting close. And I'm not criticizing Hitz at all, but I thought, wow, he is feeling pressure to not have the one million because of this, because if anybody got sick and they said no, they got it. Legally he couldn't, USCF closed all the horse shows down. So that was a, he yeah, didn't have out of his control. Yeah. Yeah. Out of so his control. I see, so right. let's take, uh, I, 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 yeah. don't hold me to that, but no. I'm pretty they sure could, it was USCF. I'm sure, I guess but he could still have the show, but the points would not be right. rated, right. rated. And, and, then, and then nobody would. And there's something yes. with, uh, with I, I don't know about proper rules, but there's something about showing an unrated shows, and then you can't. Yes. I don't know if they've even passed it, that it, rule. It protects but something. It yeah. protects shows. Right. But, the, but my point is, when I hear that outdoor activities that get us vitamin D, and when you're on a horse, you're generally keeping a good six foot, at least, yeah. from another horse. You're, you know, I mean, you do see some collisions and people crossing too close and things sometimes. But generally, even in the schooling ring, we're not trying to be on top of one another deliberately. You know, it seems to me that things like horse riding, walking the dog and cycling are all a good for exercise, good to be outdoors, oh. vitamin D. Um, you're not in close quarters jammed up on people. You know, barns, yes, agreed. If it's a closed barn, you probably should limit how many people are in the barn and things like that. We don't that. let anybody in the barn. Right. But we, our customers, that we meet at, at the field. Yes, good. We'll have, it, I, I keep just the people like our close, the farriers, you know, vets, grooms, and, and, and workers. I can't help but say that if if everybody just didn't listen, could you imagine the chaos? Like, there's reasons why why they're doing this to try to keep, you know, people safe. And I always think about the 
the health care workers and what they're faced with. And oh, I, and that's why I, that's you know, why so I, I started guess, it. Right. I guess like out of the respect, you know, even though we may not understand and like and I understand about the the million those people were already there. They they have a huge expense of being there, my lord. Right. You know, to come with those horses and the training, and you know what the investment is. In but it's everybody. Horses. It's yeah. everybody, and it's, it's such everybody. a big it's effect. Well, and but, then I. But the, the the thing that really, and we don't see too too many terrible. Fortunately, we don't see too many terrible accidents at this professional, you know, level of riding. You know, venting. I think is probably the thing I've yeah. seen the most accidents in, in recently, and and some mm -hmm. you know racing. Where you see sometimes you see a jockey you know, come off, but uh, mm -hmm. majority of the time, eventing, I think, is the thing you, you hear the most about somebody having to go to the hospital at the pool. Oh, I don't know, level. man. Those little tiny jumper classes, it hits. Yeah, the ponies. And oh, the, the children's and adults yes. with them, with the jumps that are really tiny, and there's 40 in the class, and yes. they want to go for a ribbon, and they're going. And that was my first thought. Exactly right. That was my first thought is, we don't want anybody falling off. Like you said, you're not jumping because you don't want anybody to get hurt because you don't want to push the hospitals to have to have mm -hmm. extra people. And you also don't want to put the people in the hospital where the healthcare workers are dealing mm -hmm. with people who have the virus. So there's a double whammy there. So yeah. that's another area that you have to be concerned about. Well, and we, we might readdress in a week or so if it if mm -hmm. pandemic's looking different. But at the moment, I mean, a couple of my customers, they relations to ER doctors mm -hmm. and they don't have an influx at the moment but if I can help in any way it's just like I'm mm -hmm. gonna try and avoid that avoid it yeah we yeah. got a couple of photos uh, Lauren you sent us today oh uh, yeah pop I was up late here. sorry explain that one that's, that's, <laughs> that's my good old man that's I love Congress. that yes that's that was the first time I ever did a quarter horse show Really? Yeah. How old is he? Uh, he at the time he was 16. Now he's 20. He's oh, retired. I love the car. That's my pet. That's my pet. So that was you. You have a shadow belly on. So was that the classic? Yes, I think that was. I didn't know they had this class, and yeah. I got so excited. I was like, wait. Used to be the Miller Hunter Classic. There's another and one. Changed. That's Mo. That's my dirt. That's my old Derby horse. Uh, he's a uh, great. He's a great. Guy. He's got a job now with somebody in town. Caitlin Maloney is the trainer. They have. Um, a customer of hers has him and does him in like the short stirrup stuff so he's got a job so now have you done hunters pretty much hunters all your life hunters and jumpers and mm -hmm. equitation what's your what's your okay. favorite racehorses <laughs> <laughs> i mean I, I i took a hiatus and went and galloped for about three or four years that's how i know michelle that's why i met her because at the time i was in the middle of my hiatus. Yes. I love the racehorses too. I swear there's Amazing. nothing more exciting than a couple of minutes on the track and, you know, uh, it's just, it's If exciting. you can get to the track. My problem was uh, if, is getting to the track. It's like I was always, because I could calm them down. So first I, I worked, I galloped for great people. They never put me on anything that I couldn't handle. So I was very lucky. I was spoiled rotten. But uh, they would get a little excited on those Monday mornings going to the track and that was, yeah. That's his. They can be a little bit of a handful. Um, looking, you you mentioned maybe in a week or so you might really look at things and kind of decide what are you lo are you looking for? I guess the flattening the curve. Uh, looking, yeah, we, we really possibly. haven't had this huge number yet here in, in Ocala, you know, 104, 105 diagnosed cases. Um, do you think that? You know that there, there's a hope for all horse people that this is coming to an end soon. I hope so. 
I don't want to. I'm not smart enough or qualified enough to make any sort of See, that's where everybody's at. Nobody knows anything. I have no, no. idea. Yeah. I, I, Do the experts I've, know anything, though, unless you've got a crystal ball? How could you? This is new to everybody, right? I mean. And who knows what's actually being said because it's, I mean, I've got, mm -hmm. my husband's watching mm -hmm. Fox. I'm watching yeah. some other thing. Mm -hmm. We're sitting there and the, we watch different rooms so we can see different <laughs> So it's like, do, do you feel like like this year is kind of a wash for the horse shows when it comes to points awards? I hope not. I hope if they can get it back going in the next month or so, we're resilient. Come on, we're horse people. Anything <laughs> <laughs> <Big> done? <laughs> I mean, bounce back. I, it's, yeah, I mean, it would. I, I feel for the everybody in the different parts of the country makes their money in different times of the year. Yeah, they so do. we were lucky because December, January, February, March is where our big time is. Mm -hmm. Then during the summertime, I mean, I go up and help Kathy because that's her big time. Mm -hmm. Like this is her big time, and that's their time to hold tour shows. And and they don't, not a whole lot goes on when they're traveling to Florida in the winter time. Mm -hmm. But this is their time to make money, and they can't. Mm -hmm. so yes, I'm, it's. I'm but you're, you're a judge too, and so how many shows a year do you? Normally I just do? got my license. Really? Just got my license, yes. It's taken me, I actually avoided Large it. Large R? <laughs> Small R. I Small have a mentor R. program. I just did, I, yeah. How long did it take you? I, I applied for it two years, I, I got into the mentor program two years ago and then I kind of didn't do anything. <laughs> it took a little longer than it was. From Tom, so we got to wrap it up. The show absolutely flew by again today. Yeah, um, great guests, great information. Uh, Lauren, uh, your website—we've had it up here uh, several times while you've been on. You can yeah, you can you. check Lauren out, uh, SchweppyHunters.com. She's got lots of great horses and lots of great opportunities to learn. Uh, great information. We appreciate Debbie Janes for the intro to uh, bringing her on the show tonight and and just being able to talk about. Uh, about these issues that are facing uh, the equine industry. You can join us tomorrow if you go to ocalacep.com. You can go to the webinars and click the Zoom link at 2 p.m. We've got Tammy Gant from the FTBOA and Sarah Fennessy from Horse Farms Forever talking about some real resources and solutions for the equine industry for this very difficult time. So we hope that you'll check that out. That is ocalacep.com. It is tomorrow at 2 p.m. It's a Zoom meeting. Um, you can click on that link and join us. Whether you're in Ocala, Marion County, Florida, the horse capital of the world or not, happy horsing around. Until next time. Thank <laughs> you.